Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know that our minds and bodies are connected. They affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. We're your hosts, Michelle Stevenette and April Judd. Hello! Welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you back this week. (laughs) All right, today we are kicking off. uh, We mentioned earlier this year that we are really focusing on confidence this year and in that spirit we wanted to just dedicate an episode to basically confidence 101 yep we want to just pound it out what it is what it isn't what your life looks like with and without it uh, a few ways that you can kind of start gaining some more confidence in life um and so that's this all right so the first time i remember confidence really getting on my radar in terms of something that I was like, oh, maybe that's something I want to pay attention to was several years ago, I was a leader at girls camp and they had uh, Miss South Jordan come and speak. And one thing that she shared was a survey that she had some survey results. I don't know who conducted the survey, but she was sharing the results of a survey of young men who had been asked what the most attractive trait in a girl is and being Miss South Jordan and being beautiful and you know in the context that she presented this I think most of us were thinking physical traits like oh boys like pretty eyes or hair or a certain body type or something like that and she said overwhelmingly the biggest or the the most common response for the most attractive trait, it was confidence. Mm -hmm. It wasn't some physical feature. It was confidence. And I remember when she shared this information, it kind of sunk in. It was like, oh, wow, like I can feel how true that is. And I thought to maybe even people that I've noticed in life and thought they were attractive and how sometimes they didn't have necessarily what would be considered the most attractive physical traits, Mm -hmm. but there's the, but there is something kind of magnetic and interesting and attractive about people who have confidence. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, this was obviously a survey done to presented to girls. So, you know, the natural thing was about to survey boys. But, oh, that goes both ways. Like you said, other things in your life. I can think of, um, you know, boys that I've kind of liked throughout the years. And it's like, oh, the more that you, that kind of like this charisma of confidence, the more that you see they're confident in themselves, the more attractive they become to you. The more you get to know them, you know, yeah. kind of that confidence-wise. It is, isn't it? It's an attractive quality in um, anyone. So, and we're not just here to talk about being attractive. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> But that was the first time it kind of stood out to me as like, oh, maybe that's uh, an attribute that I want to give a little more attention to and kind of explore a little bit more. Um, But the confidence that we are talking about and want to really uh, understand more fully here and have a discussion here is the kind of confidence where it's more about having some firmness in your belief in who you are and having some kind of trust in that. Yes. And so it's not, it's not about necessarily skills or accomplishments or talents, although there, there is a version of confidence that can come from that. Mm-hmm. That's not the type of confidence we're talking about. Yeah, so you do gain more confidence the, you know, the more you practice something. It's kind of like, you know, the more I taught fitness classes, the more confident I became in my ability to teach fitness classes. Right, because your right? skill level improves. Yeah, your skill level gets better. So there, that definitely is a type of confidence. But I think most everyone understands that type of confidence 
we're talking about a little bit different kind of confidence. And this is one that you can cultivate within your mind, kind of within yourself. The opposite of this kind of confidence might be a way to sort of understand what we're talking about. The opposite of this is sort of that insecurity. It's that it's that questioning of yourself all the time. And it's a very sort of inward place to live that I think I would say everyone has experienced, right? Sort of that feeling of, you know, just feeling like you're not enough or you kind of question what other people might be thinking of you and well it becomes about you yes everything kind of becomes about you other yes. people's actions reflect upon you what are they thinking what does this mean about me it kind of becomes like this this continual search for you like you, validation you're, yeah, or something like you're, you're kind of in everything it's like um it prevents you from initiating things and or engaging because you feel um, so fearful and worried and it's, it almost makes you sort of stuck and hide and just, uh, it's a, it's a scary place to live when you have like this level of insecurity, right? Yeah. Everything is uncertain. Um, anytime that you start to compare yourself to someone else, yes. it, it means a lot about you make it mean a lot about you. Yeah. And usually it's, pretty painful yeah it decreases your the value that you see in yourself so the opposite of that kind of insecurity is what we're talking about it's that kind of confidence and I have a really good example of this a few years ago I my a couple a few of my friends wanted to sign up for an art class and two of the girls I was going with dear friends were both skilled artists they had studied art in school they had you know painted fairly regularly um in some level like they were pretty good and I went into this art class thinking that I had confidence but it was placed in the wrong thing my confidence was in kind of this thought that oh they'll see that I'm a natural at this and they'll you know I'll be Oh, and I'm fairly like, I'm okay at art, but I've never like studied it. And I haven't put a lot of effort into it and like, I'm all right. Um, but I kind of thought that I would like show up as this like natural talent that everyone would be impressed <laughs> by. And I got there and I wish you could see her expressions <laughs> and I'm sitting in between these girls and they're both like making these incredible paintings and I'm looking at mine and it's like, it's not getting any better. <laughs> I, don't know how to, I think they knew the colors, they knew what to look for. They knew all these things. And here I am like, and my confidence and they, they weren't seeing that mine was amazing because it wasn't amazing. And they weren't seeing this natural talent I thought I would have because I didn't have the natural talent. And so I just kind of kept on getting like smaller and smaller and more frustrated with myself and more insecure in what I was doing. And my like funny self-deprecating comments turned very quickly into like actually not funny self-deprecating comments because they really meant them about myself. Hmm. And I started to feel kind of bad. And we took this picture when all was said and done. And I just remember feeling terribly insecure and kind of like in this painful place. And I just wanted to get out of there. And I look back on that picture and I can see that. Yeah. Um, well, fast forward to about a year later, uh, same art night, um, same friends. They wanted to do it again because they all had this great time. And they 
you know, said, let's do this again. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, of course you want to do this again. Your paintings were amazing and you hung them in your houses. I put mine in the trash before I even got to show it to my husband because I thought it was, it was so embarrassed by it. Like I thought I'm just so terrible at this instead of giving myself, you know, like some, some grace and some compassion and some understanding. No, I had none of that. And so a year later they signed up for this art class and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. Well, by that time I learned a little bit. You've learned your mind a little bit. I learned my mind a little bit. And I thought, okay, nope, my confidence this time is not coming from an outside source. It's not coming from something that they will inevitably think about me. It's going to come from my ability to try something new. My ability that this art class means nothing about me. It's just something fun that I get to do. Yeah. My ability in having a good time. And able able to look around myself. And because their paintings were amazing, I could look at them and say, wow, your paintings are amazing. That doesn't mean mine's bad. It means that your paintings are amazing and I'm still having myself a good time. Yeah. And And I did. And maybe your painting isn't all that Oh, awesome, no, it was I mean, okay. maybe not. I don't think it was actually that much better <laughs> the second time. But my experience but was okay. way better. I painted my cute little bee that I brought a picture of to paint. And I had a great time. And, yes, their paintings were just as fantastic as they were last time. And my painting wasn't that probably much better than it was the first time. Um they still didn't notice my incredibly natural ability. Right. They weren't wowed. They weren't wowed by me. Like, <laughs> whoa, you should teach the next art class. You're amazing. <laughs> nope, that's not how it went. Um, but they were kind, and it was it was a great experience. And I look at the after picture of that class, and I can see the difference in myself. That was fun. I had a good time. I kept my painting. It wasn't all that much better. So the experience was not contingent on your skill level. Nope. It was 100% your ability to be willing to, to just try, be willing to just have fun, be willing to detach your value to whatever it is that you're engaging in, Mm -hmm. that it was just for the purpose of engaging and having fun. Right. And it's okay if it's not a masterpiece. Yes. And I grew from that experience. I, grew from knowing that, Hey, I might not be fantastic about at this, but that's okay. I can still do it. Yeah. I don't have to be the natural talent, the best one in the room. The, um, you know, my, my confidence doesn't need to come from something that someone else has said or doesn't say or whatever is around me. It, it comes from the thoughts about me inside my head. Yeah. It's a very, very different experience that second time around, right? Oh, much different. Very, very different. So we have a few thoughts for you on how to cultivate confidence in your life because this isn't something that's going to just naturally develop for you, but it really does impact every single aspect of your life. It impacts your relationships. It impacts just how you are experiencing your daily lives. It impacts the different activities that you might be engaged in. It impacts how you meet people, how you greet people, how you interact. The way you, the way you connect with people, the, I think. Yes, the way you connect with people. It, the, it impacts your relationship to food, to your body, to everything, mm-hmm. is your ability to access some of this confidence. So we do want to give you guys some tangible ways to help cultivate this for yourself. So I think one of them is taking the time to know who you are. I love this quote, which is know yourself and you will win all battles. And it's from Sun Tzu. And the reason I love that is because I think we are our biggest obstacles in 
finding confidence. It's not something that's outside of us. Like I said with my example of the painting, it was something that all the thoughts, all the things inside of myself. And after that year went by, I started to know myself a little bit. I started to take the time to realize, okay, you're placing your confidence in being the best at something. Mm. It's not where your confidence needs to be. You're not going to be the best artist at this paint night that you're going to go to. (laughs) Why why would you think that? You don't paint. You're not an artist. You know nothing. Why, Why is your confidence contingent upon that? And so I needed to know that about myself to back up and realize that I needed to have a different game plan. I need to know myself better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find it so helpful to just believe in my innate goodness because inevitably there's going to be times when I make a mistake or I do something that's not my best self or whatever. And being able to come back to my belief of like, Oh, that's because you know, that was out of alignment, but who I truly am is good. And, and that those mistakes, those misalignments don't have to define me. Exactly. That's not who, that's not who I am, who I am. I've already determined Mm -hmm. and I already know that my value is there. I can be steadfast in that understanding. I can have trust in that. And that gives me so much confidence. Mm -hmm. So if I get feedback from people around me, I can take it with some grace and I can have some clarity around it, knowing that I can trust in who I am. And maybe there's some truth to feedback and I can take it without it crushing me. And I can, or I can let it go and know that that means nothing about me and that's about them, but I can at least experience my life and my interactions with others in a, in a much more peaceful, confident, and sort of centered way. Well, because I think you've taken the time to know who you are. You know that that's not in alignment with you because you know who you are. One thing I think my husband's a, a basketball coach and he's a really great basketball coach. And the thing that sets him apart is that he does so much research and scouting and time analyzing the other team and knowing their strengths and their weaknesses that even before he walks into the game, he can tell you everything you need to know about his opponent. Mm -hmm. He also knows his team very well. And I think that similarly, we need to know everything about our opponent and our opponent is ourselves. Mm-hmm. in our own minds. Yeah. It is knowing, you know, what is who you are so that you know what's in alignment with you. So you know where to place your confidence so that you know some of the barriers that are going to get in the way of yeah. you feeling like your best self and, you know, not feeling insecure. Just like the quote you read that if you know yourself, you will win all battles. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Another thing, you know, when we're talking about you know, being able to take feedback. I think that when you know yourself, you can let your voice be the loudest one you listen to. Yes, that's exactly right. Enough about who you are. You can know, you know, we're not, you'd like to obviously, you know, give yourself, like you said, the benefit of the doubt and know your goodness, but also we, we know our strengths and we know our weaknesses and confidence is not beating yourself up about all of your weaknesses, but knowing that you mentioned you're inherently good and that these negative things that are criticisms from other people or that you hear yourself saying or whatever, those don't 
mean much. You can take them, you can make an adjustment, you can grow, and you can get right back in the game. Yeah, absolutely. It's They don't have to crush you, which I have totally experienced in my life. Just some pretty harsh words to myself, mm-hmm. from myself. Yeah. And not necessarily like actual tangible words, but thoughts that come to mind. And And if you can trust and believe in who you are and have some certainty there of your innate value that I think makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. I think one thing when you're kind of analyzing your thoughts a little bit, when you're taking some time to get to know who you are, pay attention to how much brain space of yours is being occupied by your insecurities. Mm, I think that's a really big one because we all do have insecurities. It's part of being a human. Yes. But there is sort of a level that's maybe that's maybe kind of average and normal and kind of just part of being a human. But then there's also a level where, you know, I, I'm sure for all of us or many of us at least, probably all of us, there are times when it's occupying a lot. Mm-hmm. And... And it's probably something that you focus on. Yeah. It's probably something that, like we pointed out before, is making it so you can't have these wonderful connections with other people. Making it so you can't look outside yourself quite as much as you would like to. Very inward. Very inward. Yeah. And is that what you really want to focus on? Is that who you really want to be? When you're looking at the, the best that you can be and who you inherently are and when everything is in alignment, who are you being? Because of all those insecurities, because of how much space and time and effort those insecurities are taking up. And do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not fun to feel insecure and it doesn't seem optional at the time. Mm -hmm. But to realize, like, hold on, uh, a certain level of that's natural and, and normal, but it's not really a useful place to, to stick around and being comfortable enough with yourself to know that it's okay that I'm not perfect at everything. It's okay. I'm not supposed to be. It's okay that I'm human. It's okay. I can't, I can have things that are not perfect about me and still be whole and valuable. Um, it's such a relief. It's such a relief. Oh, it's huge. And I think it changes the way that you approach life. I think it changes it, like the pressure to succeed is lessened mm-hmm. because you know that you can move confidently in the area of growth instead of complete success. Yeah. Because there's no, there's no all or nothing. It's not the scarce mentality. It's not fear driving your life. Yeah, you're just going for progress, not for perfection, right? Exactly. That's like been one of my favorite quotes in the yeah. past. Progress over perfection. Forward is forward. Speed doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. all those things. All those wonderful little things to, to get in your head. Okay, so some of the things just to recap is to take time to get to know you because you we are our own enemy, right? Mm-hmm. You <laughs> get are. to know your yourself. Know yourself. Know your weaknesses. Know your strengths. Know the areas that you can talk yourself into becoming more confident 
and decide who you are. Like, mm-hmm. decide who you're going to believe you are. If you want to believe that you are innately good, I feel like that is probably one of the most powerful beliefs that I have about myself is mm-hmm. that I'm innately good. Yeah, I might make a mistake. Yes, I might act out of alignment. But then I can rebat, refocus and be and remind myself, like, okay, yeah, that was out of alignment with with who you really are, but you're still good. Mm-hmm. You are still good. Yeah. And that's who you are. Right. And for me, knowing that placing your place, your confidence, your confidence in yourself and not other people mm-hmm. in what you can control mm-hmm. and not depending on what they're going to say or how they're going to act or what they're going to do. And letting your voice be the loudest. Letting your voice be the loudest one. One that you listen to. All right. There is another really, uh, I think this is a very tangible tip um, that I feel like can bring confidence. And it comes to just how you are physically using your body to present yourself. Yes. So we're all about like mind-body connection. And so, yes, so much of confidence is in your head. But also there are some uh, quick tips and small adjustments in the practice of your body that we think can help you more than you think they will. Yeah. Like just simply your posture, for example. Mm-hmm. Posture. Pull those shoulder blades back. Yeah. Make your sit, you know, it always... Stand you always, up a little. Stand up a little bit. Kind of, you know, I always think take up the space that you deserve a little bit. Yeah. Like don't, don't shrink in, into anything. Yeah. And there are studies sh- that show that your physical posture actually changes chemistry in your body. And so if you are standing in kind of a power pose, there is a chemical reaction that occurs in the body that actually helps you feel a bit stronger. And if you are slumping and slouching and kind of shrinking, mm-hmm. there's going to be a chemical reaction in your body that that corresponds to that posture as well. So posture is one, one way that I think can help just becoming more aware of that. Yeah. Becoming aware of that. The other one we thought of is when you're having a conversation with someone trying to look them in the eye. Yeah. Just that eye contact with someone else. It makes that connection feel slightly vulnerable. Like it's not really, you may not be sharing anything that's vulnerable. You may be saying like, hello, like, how are you or whatever, Right. but it's just, just seeing just, the person. Yes. Yeah, I'm surprised at how uh, often, well, maybe not super often, but I have noticed many times when I'm talking with someone how much they don't oh, look yes. in the eyes. Once you start paying attention to it, you'll realize yeah. how often someone else's and gaze. Not out of judgment, but more out of like compa- compassion and like, oh, I love you and it makes me want to just be a little more kind and loving towards them and help them just help them feel supported and safe Mm -hmm. where they are. But looking someone in the eye is a beautiful way to help build your confidence and in yourself and your relationships and your ability to connect. Yes, for sure. Um, another one is speaking with intention, maybe slowing down your speech. I am historically a very fast talker. (laughs) It runs Uh, in my family as well. Anytime that I have given a speech or a debate or been in a play or any sort of thing, the feedback for me is always slow down. (laughs) And I've been told that my entire life. And I think that when I do slow down a little bit, it does bring more confidence to what I have to say. It kind of brings me back to the moment a little bit. You're not rushing through yeah. it to get it over with. Right. Um, <laughs> or just to spit it out or, <laughs> right. you know, whatever that is. It does just kind of, it kind of creates a little bit of a calm. I mean, mm. you don't have to be like the world's slowest speaker, but just, you know, slow it down, just attach. 
yeah, brings maybe a little more intentionality behind it and maybe a little bit more just awareness Mm -hmm. to what you're doing. It lets your words sink in a little bit. Yeah. I think of that whenever I'm giving like a, a talk in church or speaking in front of people, I think that you gain a little more of what they're saying if they slow down a little bit. Yeah. So we that, need, we need a little time to process and digest. Yes. So that might bring you a little bit of confidence in slowing down. Yeah. And then the last one that was kind of a, you know, a quick physical thing is kind of putting yourself together. You don't have to like go all out and you know, always. And that's again saying you don't always have to find confidence in appearance. But I do know that based on the years that I have of doing hair, that People are much more confident walking out of my salon than they are walking in. Yeah. And it's because, you know, they kind of got put together a little bit. You know, you did their hair and, you know, you're kind of feeling a little bit good about the way that you're presenting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It does make a difference to just, you know, do a few things to show that you, you matter Mm -hmm. and to just feel a little bit more put together. I know there's been times when my kids were little where maybe I stayed in my pajamas or my sweats all day long and, and that's fine. There's nothing inherently wrong, of course, with that, but there is a different energy to maybe changing into something where I feel a little bit more put together. And, Mm -hmm. and there is an additional little level of confidence that I then tend to feel Mm -hmm. if I am, you know, just a little bit more put together. Yeah. 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 So I think just, and those are kind of some easy in your body fairly quick items that you can have on your mind as you're going about your day and thinking about things when you're not really diving deep into like the mental confidence that we're trying to get you to think a little more about this year. Yeah. It is something that does take, I feel like some time to cultivate. It's sort of like planting a seed and just starting to trust a little bit more in yourself, trust a little bit more in your innate goodness and just having a little more certainty in and who you are and who Mm -hmm. you want to be and who you believe you are. And, and I think some of that does come with like age and life experience naturally, but only so much of it will. And I think that you can have confidence now, no matter your life experience, no matter your age, no matter your circumstance, you can have confidence if you cultivate it. Well, and now that you say that, I'm just thinking, I feel like as an adult, because you've had more life experience, because we've had more um, opportunity to practice certain skills. I feel like that type of confidence is a lot more common. And I think it's maybe falsely interpreted as this other type of confidence. Yes. Like we were saying, like the ones where it's like, you know, I'm not, I have confidence in myself of, you know, getting in my car and being able to drive down the street because I've driven down the street a million times. Right. So I'm not all nervous or worried about it. I just do it. Yes. Because, and then you, you get that the more that you're, but like a 16 year old wouldn't have that same confidence in their abilities and they're just first learning how to drive. So yeah, kind of honing those skills over the years naturally will give you more confidence in certain abilities. Right. But there is a totally different type of confidence that we're talking about And it's more this ability to be at peace with yourself, be willing to feel whatever you need to feel in life, Um, being able to, it's almost like a, I want to say like a protective, I don't know if this is the right word, but almost like a little protective barrier where you're able to just handle more fully whatever life throws at you because you feel a little bit more capable at being who you want to be regardless of what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. You're not internalizing every single thing that comes along for good or for bad necessarily. Yeah. You're more centered and whole 
in who you are and it's not contingent on what's going on outside of you. Yes. So hopefully these two definitions make sense. Hopefully you kind of understand what we were trying to convey as far as the confidence that we're really going to be working on this year um, yes. on the podcast. Yeah. One of my favorite phrases, which <laughs> we've used before is just being willing to fail, like failing with enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's and what that's we're here. That we, we are here to fail with enthusiasm. <laughs> that's guys. our, that's our goal is to be experts at failing with enthusiasm. Yes. Moving from failure to failure with enthusiasm. We got it. <laughs> so. That's it. Thank you for joining us today. We yes. will see you back here next, next week. Wednesday. Subscribe. So you never miss an episode. Hey, thanks for being here today. We appreciate you listening. Yes, I'm so glad you were here. Did you know we have an Instagram account specifically for this podcast? We sure do. Come find us on Instagram at mind.body.boss. We are continuing the conversation over there and we would love to hear from you. We'd love your insights. We'd love your questions, your ideas, your thoughts. Come and meet us over on Instagram. We'll see you there.